Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast for Saturday, August 14th. Yankees coming off the Field of Dreams game Thursday night in Iowa. Such a disappointing and devastating loss after all the feel-good elements to that game, that broadcast, the production. Uh, it was it was really a perfect idea, executed very well, uh, but the loss is going to sting for the New York Yankees, who need every win they can get, and having the come-from-behind fashion with the uh, game that they took the lead in the ninth inning, big home runs by Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton having to lose at the end, boy, that's, um, that's one that just really stings for the New York Yankees. Uh, the execution of the broadcast I thought was terrific, all the elements of, of, the, uh, of the movie that people loved and building the field and even if it's not on the original field because of space restrictions the one that they built was absolutely beautiful um you could tell the players enjoyed the idea of it and uh getting a day off to recover from that uh it's back to the grind of regular games for the yankees and just trying to get some takeaways from the thursday game which Again, really devastating loss when you could continue to lose these walk-off games and one-run games um, with you know the the bullpen situation. But coming back to take the lead in the ninth inning, the homers by Judge and Stanton uh, earlier in the game, Judge had homered, Gardner had homered. You know, are the Bronx Bombers back? It's you know it's not one game that's going to tell you that they're going to have to do this. But the Yankees have really lacked power for a lot of this year. Certainly injuries are a part of it, but they've got some guys in the order who can still um, who can still mash, and they need them to right now. Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Voigt, all in the middle of the order the other night. Um, you saw what they can do. And these weren't throwaways. You know, these weren't gimmies. They had two homers off Lance Lynn and two homers off of Liam Hendricks. And they're both really good pitchers and reasons why the White Sox are 20 games over 500, have a large lead in the Central, and are um, one of the best teams in the league. So hitting those home runs off of some of the best pitchers on the White Sox staff, I thought was a really good sign. Uh, you know that it comes in hot streaks with some of these guys. Judge and Stanton haven't had one for a long time. The Yankees could certainly use it. Um, if Andrew Heaney had pitched better, the Yankees putting runs on the board early might have made a difference. And being able to space out some of these games uh, not put as much pressure on the relievers and get a few more of these games where you're not relying on your high leverage guys so often as you have so far this year with all the one and two run games. That's why I keep coming back to offense for this team. You know, when you lose games like that, you say, oh, it was Zach Britton. And certainly Andrew Heaney was a huge part of it. Probably the biggest reason the Yankees lost this game when the starting pitcher gives up seven runs. But if you look at the pattern of some of these games overall for the Yankees, 
you know, the offense has underperformed. They are not nearly performing to the level of scoring runs, getting extra base hits that was expected of them. And that's why they are where they are. Um, they've pitched a lot better than I think people expected for the most part. Uh, they're still, they're basically, listen, they're in the top third in the league in pitching and they're in the bottom third in the league in scoring. And that's really, you know, the, the bottom line of, of why their record is what it is right now and why they've struggled to, to really gain some footing. So score some runs, score them early, and take pressure off of the bullpen because the starters have pitched pretty well as, as, as a whole, as I said, Heaney aside. Um, but you're looking to just try to become the team that you were designed to be. Score runs, and um, the Yankees haven't done that to a very uh, – very good level so far this year, and they've got you know less than fifty games now to try to push that forward. And it's they're in a they're in a pretty good race. They have big games coming up against Boston, and Oakland that we're going to have a, a big determination in that, and seeing how close they're going to be when they hit September. So those are big games, big series, and we'll see what happens. But the middle of the order guys are really the ones who have to get it going. Hot streaks you talk about with power hitters. This is a great time for hot streaks, for Judge, for Stanton, Gallo, who outside of one big game with the Yankees hasn't really put up any numbers, and Luke Voigt, who's, you know, uh, walked through some opportunities here. He's been hurt by injuries. He has another one here with Rizzo down, and he's another one who's obviously very capable of getting hot, and uh, the Yankees could use him right now. They're very close to getting healthier with pitching, with Cole and Montgomery due back, Chapman due back all this week. We'll see about Rizzo and Sanchez, too, from the lineup standpoint. They're still a little bit farther away from getting Torres and Urshela back. Uh, but this is, you know, this is going to be a constant thing here. The Yankees are going to play, boy, um, I, I don't know. They've got less than 50 games left. I don't know when they're going to get their full healthy lineup back together. That's going to be uh, really key here to get some of these guys back healthy, especially Torres and Urshela. These are the non-COVID guys who are still dealing with injuries. And if you can get them both back in the lineup by September 1st and try to get them going again, you're going to work on putting your best lineup on the field. And that's... You know, that's battle number one for the New York Yankees right now is try to get their best lineup back on the field because they've been hit with all these issues. 16 different players, either on the COVID or regular IL, since the All-Star break, which is in the last month. That's a lot to recover from. And that's what the Yankees face. Uh, back to the Field of Dream stuff for a minute. Um, if you like the execution of that game, which I did... They're going to come back, and they're going to play more games there. It's not going to be the Yankees. They're going to alternate some teams there, and we'll see what happens. Maybe the Cubs and somebody else try to keep it to one Midwest team and uh, or somebody that's close by, and then somebody else and see what happens. But you know, the question started to get asked, okay, where else can you play? What else can you do um, to give a unique experience like this? And I started to think about the idea of, you know, there are still some very iconic places in play every day in Major League Baseball, like Fenway Park and Wrigley Field and Dodger Stadium. These are the three oldest ones operating, right? The idea of going back to older stadiums is kind of hard to do because you've torn them all down. Um, So what's the next best thing? I started to think, well, okay, if you build it, they will come, right? Well, the um, MLB people are really good at putting fields up, building fields. They put a field up in London. They put a field up in Iowa. They build it from the ground up. They put one up in Williamsport and in Fort Bragg. They, they build a major league field from the ground up. So why couldn't you 
And it doesn't have to be in the exact locations, I understand, because of space restrictions. But if you found a place, why couldn't you build, say, a replica of Ebbets Field or a replica of the Polo Grounds and try to, you know, or Connie Mack Stadium, um, any of these older ballparks that had some history attached to them and play a game in those stadiums? If you're, I mean, listen, clearly MLB's got the money to spend, right? Uh, I'd love to hear this argument when they start talking about finances again um, during labor negotiations. But you're spending a lot of money to build these fields and put on one game in these locations. So um, my idea would be to build a field, a replica field, um, to the dimensions and some of the other aspects of some of these older, wonderful ballparks uh, that you've seen. Um, Otherwise, you know, you're, you're playing in some pretty special parks all the time. Uh, even some of the more modern ones like Cleveland and Baltimore and parks that are up, you know, 25, 30 years now. Uh, those are those are still very special places to play. So um, where to go next? You could talk about exotic locations, but I feel like it would be kind of fun to build replicas of some older long gone ballparks and figure out, you know, Tiger Stadium and, uh, and figure out uh, how to get a game played in that location. It might be difficult to build, you know, they, they build these with low stands and limited seating capacity. So it'd probably be hard to build some of these, you know, two and three deck stadiums over again. But I wonder if there are elements of them that could be duplicated to give some sort of feel to uh, a nostalgic feel to any of these games. But what they're doing is they're doing a really good job of marketing to older fans, especially the Field of Dreams game. I started to wonder, listen, everybody who is, old, you know, basically 50 and older, you know, I'll, I'll, start, I'll give you my demographic, 50 and older, I mean, Field of Dreams game was fantastic, right? But what about the younger crowd? How do you get them into the game? Especially, here is my, here's my trick. How do you get them into this with the idea of if they haven't seen the movie, everything you do in marketing the game is giving away the ending of the movie? I mean, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? You you heard that line over and over again. They showed the clip during the game. People talked about what the ending of the movie meant to them. I mean, it's a pretty – it is a – pretty significant surprise ending to a movie that if you remember seeing it for the first time, you you didn't see it coming. It was crafted and, and hidden pretty well. And that's what made the movie a hit initially was that they didn't see it coming and that it turned out that way. And now they are marketing everything around it built around this surprise ending that if you haven't seen it, it's being given away. So I have a hard time trying to figure out how your how this went over or is going over with younger audiences because even if you now you show them the movie you you probably ruined the surprise and it reminded me uh i just a plug to end this for you i um i did a podcast last week it posted last week with the director and screenwriter of field of dreams phil robinson and phil told me that a story in this podcast about uh coming up with the title field of dreams it's based off the book shoeless joe and the studio was not going to use the title Shoeless Joe. Um, they thought, he said, they thought it sounded like he was about a homeless guy or that Kevin Costner was Shoeless Joe uh, as the star of the movie, and neither are true. So it was a little confusing. So they decided to ditch it and come up with different ideas. Among the suggested titles for the movie, one was called, from the studio, one was called Dad's Second Chance. And they said, 
what are you, uh, what are you doing? You're just giving away the surprise ending to the movie in the title. Um, what a what a wonderful idea! So um, they obviously got smarter and nixed that, and Field of Dreams became the title, and it worked, and it's iconic. And here we are, thirty years later, talking about a game that was played on that field or you know next to it, and uh, everyone still loves the memories of it. Um, and the MLB played it out perfectly, but. Uh, I wonder now how you can go about moving this forward and uh, and finding different ways to do it. And hopefully there are still some people who want to go see the movie see the movie and get something out of it if you haven't seen it and aren't turned off by knowing the surprise ending uh, thanks to this marketing blitz by MLB. Uh, I want to remind you to subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders podcast. You will get Ed Coleman's Mets reports and my Yankees reports delivered to you. Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Also subscribe to the 30 with Murdy podcast to get conversations with Phil Robinson and uh, and others uh, in our archive there. Uh, Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.